Zig Ziglar, ladies and gentlemen, is making an impact. A great you gotta know where you are before you can really determine your chances of getting what you really want. I'm stronger than I was a quarter of a century ago. I can do things that I could not have dreamed. The philosophy behind this book is now being taught to the young people in the schools throughout America. My friend and yours, Mr. Zig Ziglar. <laughs> This is the Ziggler Edge with Michael Ray Newman. What's up? What's up, guys? Michael Ray Newman here. You're listening to RNCN Radio, and this is the Ziggler Edge, and I'm here with the Monster Millennials. Yo. Hey. Kevin Eaton. How's it going, Mr. Newman? Lewis. Good, brother. I'm doing good, man. How you guys doing? Oh, not too bad. Doing all right. Another, yeah. another day in paradise. Another uh, another day at the races. I'm pretty sure you better drop that Mr. Newman thing. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Michael Ray? No, I just, just <laughs> drop the Mr. Everything else I'm good with. Newman, whatever you want to call me. I just call me. All right, man. How's your week been? It's been all right. It's actually gone by pretty fast. Yeah. I can't believe yep. it's already Thursday. This snuck up on me this Indeed. week. Indeed. September 1st. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what you were saying. That's right. Rent's due today. Rent's due today. Oh. <laughs> oh. How's that going up? How's that going for you? That's good. I got my check written. I'm going to tell them not to cash it till Ooh. Monday. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> I will be waiting till payday tomorrow <laughs> to post that up. Ah, uh, so been there, brother. Yeah. <laughs> Hey man, and speaking of that, you always were today. I want to talk a lot about, and I want to play a really cool clip to Mr. Ziegler about evaluating where you are because we've talked a lot about balance of life and your goals and defining the gap and taking your shot, being somebody. But what's where's the meat and potatoes, man? Where's what? How do you really take a step forward? How do you get better? How do you start climbing the ladder of success? How do you start designing your life instead of making a living? Because so many times in our 20s and in our 30s, it, it, any, it can be any time in life. Mr. Zig was 45 years old and uh, had to sell his house. I mean, he was in debt at 45. So it took him a long time to really learn how the foundational skills to be successful. So what's the main thing that we can do to start tomorrow to be better than we were today? I mean, other than writing a goal down. Evaluate. Evaluate where you are. Now, we, there's, if you look at the wheel of life, and if you were to ever look it up, it's Ziegler's wheel of life, and it's seven areas of balance we talk about. And these are things that just, it's really just areas we need to take a look at. And it's really four of them are you, you know, spiritually, where are you? Mentally, where are you? Physically, personally, and then it comes down to your family, your finances, and then your career. So what you want to do is rate yourself on a scale of one to ten and evaluate where you are on an ongoing basis. Every month, right before that uh, first paycheck, you evaluate the budget, right? We just talked about that. You might need to start evaluating the budget a week before, maybe. Yeah, but uh, yeah, hindsight's always twenty twenty. Yeah, but, <laughs> but it's just like that airplane that takes off. We talked about it. An airplane takes off from California heading to Hawaii. Most of the time, it's 98% off course, but it, almost 99.99% of the time, it lands on point and where you need to be. So, But it, it constantly is evaluating the wind speed, the curvature of the earth, gravitational pull. So all those things being considered, it's super important for you to evaluate. And when you evaluate, you inspect what you expect. Mm. And if you look at a few things today, what Mr. Ziegler is going to look at, and I'm going to, I'll go through them again now. And if you're where you can write them down, if you're driving in your car, don't do it. But <laughs> you're going to get, we're going to give these out. You'll have, a, you'll have a place where you can go get them and see them. But there are a few places, a few things that we just evaluate. And all you do is put yourself a plus or a minus. It's really check up from the neck up. You can do this really easy. You can have these down on your iPad or your app or where you know app iPad or your phone. If you're happy, yes or no. Healthy, yes or no. It's pretty simple. Reasonably prosperous, secure friends 
I know you guys have one each. I see y'all hanging out together. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, everybody's got one. Yeah. And both of y'all, and you're saying you're broke, so I know you really like each other, right? <laughs> that is also true. <laughs> Peace of mind, uh, good family relationships, hope. If you're just to work in these areas a little bit, because, and the hope is the big thing, and the hope is really a hope for a better tomorrow. That's what everybody's looking for is hope. Yeah. That we can be better. And that's kind of what, what Mr. Ziegler told his son, Tom, is uh, that's what we sell. We sell hope, son. Hmm. You know, the, the hope for people that can that be do and have more but to have that and if you talk about the meat and potatoes of it you have to plan to win you have to prepare to win and then you can expect to win so it's so funny to me and this is what we talk about that wandering generality people get moving so fast and we just start making a living all of a sudden it's thursday i mean did we really plan this weekend did we really look back and start off with a win list what's important now and know that now no other way now we can move forward every day with purpose it's so important to have purpose, and if you don't plan it, it's so it's so hard to move with purpose because you guys know you're going to meet with me today, and it kind of sneaks up on you sometimes. All these meetings that you know you have, they're kind of on the calendar, but do you look and do you fill in the gaps and make those significant? You can have a meaningful purpose that inadvertently slides into a wandering generality. That's exactly right, and the reason it is because you don't have your finger on the trigger. You don't have your foot on the gas pedal. You don't, you're not evaluating your flight as you're moving forward. That's a really good point. So what I want to do today, right now, I want you guys, if you're where you can write something down, uh, we're going to move into the, this next segment. Mr. Ziegler is going to come back and he's going to talk about and he's going to ask this gentleman when he first put this list down of his uh, evaluation of life, his little life book that he had, and he asked me if he was happy, healthy, you know, reasonably prosperous, making a little bit of money. That's always important. Now, I've been broke and I've had money. I promise you it's better to have it. <laughs> That's what I hear. <laughs> I've been way broke and I've just, it just is. It's just a lot easier. Uh, secure, you feel secure about where you are, you feel like that you can pay your light bill, you feel like you have a little security, you have a good job, and obviously friends, uh, which gives you peace of mind when you have all those things above. And here's something we overlook with our extended family. I mean, we pay attention to our spouse a lot of times and our kids, but are you really, do you really have a good relationship, you know, with your mom and, and your your dad and your brothers? Do you really take the time sometimes to get going? And if they're, if they're not right in front of you every day, we, we lose track sometimes. And even even friends that, we, that are real close to us, are you taking the time to shoot a text out? Are you taking the time to reach out and just let them know that you're thinking about them? And, of course, all these things above everything else we talked about is hope. Now, I just want to say, speaking of, you may be about to go to, go to break here, yeah. but Zach and I have done uh, – well, both sides of the spectrum on a smaller scale, I like to think. We've had money, oh, and then yeah. we've had money, but us, what we consider having money is not necessarily what Mr. Michael Ray Newman considers no. having money. <laughs> right. I mean, <laughs> I know you've been from uh, sitting up on the rooftop with a bucket of Frosties to, you know, top of the pops. Um, yep, we're but, going there, by the way. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, once I think you got that, that meaningful purpose, you can up the stakes a little bit and I think it's just kind of different levels as you go as far as the top and bottom are concerned well it's really cool because you know do you know you can train fleas no you, know you can't can you really yeah he's messing he, this is sorry just got a punchline is it no 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 it's, it's, it's your it's your roof man it's your expectations it's your lid here's the deal you put a flea in a jar and they hit the they hit the jar they hit the top of the jar sure they keep hitting it eventually the flea you'll break his will and he'll never jump higher than the lid you take the lid off he'll never jump out Really? That's how you train fleas. Here's what happens with us financially. Here's what happens to us with any piece of the wheel, financially, physically, spiritually, personally, finances, uh, career. All seven areas of that is, is your lid. You're blowing your lid off every time. So all of a sudden, do you remember the first time you got out of college and you're 
That's why my daughter was used to making 150 a week, and all of a sudden she's making 600 a week. <laughs> she thinks that's huge, and that's huge. It exactly. is huge. Yeah. Makes so what you've done, you just raised your lid expectations. So you got to make. So you what, go from ramen noodles to Applebee's, and you're like, "This is rock. Yeah, <laughs> this, this is, is awesome. this is the life." That's right. I've definitely made that leap before. <laughs> yeah. Believe me, I have too. I've, I feel you. So sure. what the flea trainer? What you have to learn how to do is to continually raise your lid, and that's how when you evaluate yourself, you say, "This is where I am. I'm hitting the lid," and it's, it gets painful because what you do is increase your lifestyle sometimes and then now you need to increase your income it doesn't even out yeah that's right so that's important what you do when we come back mr ziggler's going to come back and talk to us about how to evaluate yourself here on the edge more of the ziggler edge with michael way newman is next on rnc hypocrisy is getting me down. Shut up and sit down. You're listening to The Ziggler Edge with Michael Ray Newman on RNCN. That's right, RNCN Radio. This is Michael Ray Newman, and you are listening to The Ziggler Edge. Mr. Ziggler is about to take us to school, so get ready. You're going to evaluate where you are on a daily basis and it's really you know what companies mid-america here are corporate america and the recession hit they stopped doing that yeah they, definitely they really went to just surviving literally trying to keep the doors open just trying to service the customer minimal and what I, what we've seen we do a lot of coaching right now on this right here in america about evaluation they're evaluating every part of their their talent they're starting off with their their a players going to b players c players and the d players and they're starting to trim the fat because customers are coming back Businesses are thriving again, and they're starting to work on their efficiencies because they want to get trim, and they really want to get efficient, and they want to evaluate when things are good. So when they get tight again, they're already done the evaluation. So just like your finances, since we were talking about that, if you evaluate them when times are good, find out when you can you know, pull back a little bit. So when times do get a little tricky, you do have a little bit of that. Uh, you do have a little bit of the emergency fund. So Mr. Zig Ziglar here is going to talk about uh, one of his uh, buddies in his book of life. Go ahead and play it. Let me share with you a, a true story out of my notebook of life. A number of years ago, got an incredible letter from a gentleman in Toronto with a substantial check in it. He said, my friend Steve Walker is following the wrong role model. He's working himself to death. His family is falling apart. Uh, he's, uh, his health is in danger. And he's modeling himself out of his boss. And he trusts you and respects you. If you will give us one hour, I will fly him to Dallas and give you this check. Wouldn't you love to have a friend like that? I sent the check back and I said, come on down. Steve and I had quite a little talk. And in our talk, I asked him why he had such a role model. Why did, what about this man that made him so completely important in his life? And he said, well, he's the most successful man I have ever known. And I said, well, Steve, what do you call success? Now, it took several minutes for him to go down the list. But the interesting thing is, though they're not in the same order that I have put them, or they, we list them now, these are the eight things that he said he really considered to be successful. If a man was happy and healthy and at least reasonably prosperous and secure, if he had friends and peace of mind and good family relationship and the hope that the future is going to be better, 
He said, I'd consider that man as successful. Now I'm going to really encourage you to take some notes right here. And all I want you to do, and you'll be the only one that'll see it, somewhere right in my, as I go down the list, write whether you get a plus on that one or a minus on that one. You'll be the only one to see it, but it might be an eye opener. You see, most people never dare to evaluate really where they are. And you got to know where you are before you can really determine your chances of getting what you really want out of life. And so uh, I said to uh, Steve, I said, I understand that your boss is very important to you. Uh, you consider him to be successful. When he finally got through with the identification, as I said earlier, these were the eight things that he said, I think that's important for success, to measure success. I said, well, Steve, let me ask you now, as far as happy is concerned, uh, tell me, how happy is your boss? He said, oh, I don't think he's happy at all. I said, why not? He said, well, I've never heard him laugh and he seldom smiles and besides that, he's got ulcers. I said, well, do I give him a plus or a minus? He said, oh, you give him a minus. Please grade yourself as we go. This is so important for you. Then I said, that also tells me something about his health if he's got those ulcers. Do I give him a plus or a minus? He said, you give him a minus. I said, that also says something, uh, uh, Steve, about his peace of mind because you don't get ulcers because of what you eat, but what's eating you. I said, do we give him a plus or a minus? He said, we give him a minus. I said, Steve, I've asked you one question about what success is, what balance is, what's important to you. One question and your boss comes up with three minuses. I said, tell me how prosperous he is. He said, man, he's got money running out of his ears and he's getting more every day. I said, we give him a plus on that one, don't we? He said, we sure do. I said, how secure is your boss? He said, well, he's as secure as money can make you. And I said, well, Steve, let me ask you, did you read where two billionaire brothers here in Dallas went bankrupt? I said, how does your boss compare? Oh man, he doesn't have that kind of money. Did you read where our ex-governor was worth $100 million at one point? He's now bankrupt. How does your boss compare? Oh, he doesn't have that kind of money. Now understand Steve equated security with corporate position and bucks in the bank. So I said, well, Steve, let me ask you, would we give your boss a plus or a minus or just a question mark on that? He said, let's be generous and give him a question mark. I said, how many friends does your boss have? I hope you're marking these for you. How many friends, real friends, do you, uh, does your boss have? He said, I don't think he's got any. I'm not his friend. I just happen to admire the guy. I tell you the truth, he's somewhat of a jerk. And I said, okay, we give him a minus on that one. I said, tell me about his family. And he said, well, his wife's divorcing him. Well, that one's easy to answer. I said, how much hope does he have for the future? He said, well, before I started talking to you, I thought he had a lot. <laughs> but right now, I don't think he's got any. Why did that statement come forth? Because for the first time, he had evaluated it. That's what we need to do. Evaluate where we are. Are we investing our time properly, using our resources properly? What will the end results be? Well, then I said to uh, Steve, when that was over, we give him the minus there. I said, Steve, of the eight things that you consider marks of success, he gets one, two, three, four, five, six minuses. He gets one plus and one question mark. I asked Steve a question. I'm going to ask you the same question. Steve, would you swap places with your boss right now, knowing what you know? He looked at me kind of stunned. He slowly rose to his feet. 
and said, no, I wouldn't. Would you? Well, what do you think? It's definitely something there. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going through that list myself, and yeah. I'm like, uh, maybe I could do a little evaluating which, you know, off the air today. You know, it's, isn't it weird also you listen to Mr. Ziegler? First of all, his voice, but what's he like? Well, he's like a, uh, sounds like a Matthew McConaughey preacher combination. A little bit. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, he's got that distinct, distinctive yeah. voice. But if, some, if somebody ever pulls you aside and really shared their problems with you, and then you give them some really killer advice... It seems like it's really easy to evaluate other people. Oh, it is. <laughs> sure. You, pull yourself you ever have somebody in your that? life where you give them this killer advice and then you talk to them the next day, they're like, yeah, I didn't do any of that. And you're just like, damn it. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah, it that would have been great. <laughs> Everything I shot. told you, you did the exact opposite. All you have to do is take the shot, man, and apply what you know. And that's, that's a lot of times that's what happens. Investing your time wisely. What well, the only thing that we really can control is time. And it really bothers me when people say, yeah, oh, man, I don't have enough time. Time's not the problem. It's the lack of direction that's the problem. Taking the time when you evaluate those different areas in your life, making sure that we go ahead and put those things in time. So when we come back, I'm going to give you some real takeaways that you can put in place to evaluate yourself on an ongoing basis here on The Edge. More of The Ziggler Edge with Michael Ray Newman is next on RNCN. This is The Ziggler Edge with Michael Ray Newman on RNCN. Yes, it is. RNCN, Ziggler Edge, Michael Ray, and this is Evaluation Day. Here with the the Monster Millennials, Kevin and... Evaluation Day, and I wish it wasn't. I thought I'd be feeling better about myself, but you know what? It's uh, we push that off till Friday. It's all moving forward. That's right, man. It's It's all helpful. You got tomorrow, bro. It's all deadly. Put it in play. Now, here's... <laughs> it's, all de- it's all deadly. Yeah. <laughs> days are long and the years are short. Days are long and the years are short. It does sound cool when you say it. <laughs> oh, as long as you can understand my Texan. <laughs> I had a French guy call that we were... Uh, he was a Frenchman, native Frenchman. And he's, oh. He calls and we try to talk about a deal. He was trying to buy a company. He, wanted, he was interested and we were going back and forth. He wanted to do due diligence. I couldn't understand what he was saying. And he kept saying, probably, probably. And I was like, what? Is, prob- is that a town in it Italy was, or, yeah, or France? Or, yeah. What is that really? <laughs> so the guy that was uh, introducing us, and he couldn't understand me either because my accent was so thick. So we had literally had a translator of broken French, English, and Texican. So that's kind of how that sometimes. <laughs> now he's, wait, it worked out great, and we're uh, friends now and, and, and uh, somewhat partners. So it's been pretty good. He's a good dude. Yeah. Okay, always evaluating yourself. That is the question of the day. We heard Mr. Ziegler talk about uh, his friend that came down, was totally lost, and after listening to Mr. Ziegler for about a half hour, an hour, he walked out with a whole new perspective on life. Why can we not give a good self-evaluation when it comes to the seven areas of balance? Why is that? Well, let me just tell you. You got a question? You got a thought? No, I'm just pondering um, if I was going to have somebody else do this evaluation for me if these seven things who's the best person in your life you think to do that someone related to you work-wise friend-wise or you know like a significant other or something like that that's a really good point the significant other might be the worst way to go (laughs) (laughs) i can speak from personal experience she's gonna have her own agenda exactly yeah wow really if you think about it if you had someone else do a self-evaluation on you that would probably be a little nicer but i would have multiple people do it the reason we can't self-evaluate ourselves and 
this is back to your question though it's we know what we know about ourselves and we know what we let other people know but what do you what do other people know that you don't know about yourself sure Right, because people are very guarded wow. in a lot of ways, and someone's evaluation yeah. of you could be totally different than your actual self. Yep. Yeah, yeah. What what they know about you that you don't know they know. I, I want you guys to think that I'm happy and prosperous yeah, yeah. and all that stuff. You don't you know? ever get in a fetal position when you go home and <laughs> exactly the TV. I know exactly. the unknown been. known, as it were. Yeah, that's really cool. That's a, that's so that right there is always a uh, to me was really a powerful statement. But the reason we have a problem with self-evaluation, and it's so easy when somebody comes to us with their problems, and we can push it out, we can say it, it's because we're mentally, I mean, I'm, not, I'm sorry, we're emotionally attached to ourselves, and the pain, the, the, the path of least resistance. It's really easy. I can always talk myself into buying something. If you emotionally <laughs> want it, me too. You can, make it, you can go yep. down that list and justify, justify, justify. Sure. For us to be able to do a self-evaluation that's real and can and get you move you forward down the road you have to take emotion out of it and it, it really is impossible but i do have a, a way that you can do it uh and i've used before and i try to use a lot i, I use the little things like 24 hour rule uh freezing your credit. i use that rule myself yep and when i really want something i walk away for 24 hours and right. if i still want it i'm, I'm there <laughs> real quick yeah you know put your credit card in a ice block freeze it in the freezer <laughs> you know, you never about that? I probably should. That I've never heard of. That's, yeah. that's a new one. That sounds like a great idea. Freeze your assets, literally. Yeah, literally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. You put your your real limit card, that's your big one, the one that you would use for, you know, you can really get good credit line on. Freeze it. Then you can't get to it. It takes you at least thirty seconds to microwave it out. Or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and then if you put it on forty five, you might melt it. it and ruin it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> never had to nuke my charge card. Yeah. No. So really, no, just kidding. I take Ben Franklin's advice. Ben Franklin, he was the very first documented millionaire in the United States. He was the first guy in the United States on paper that was official. To break seven figures. Yes. He was the guy. Mm. Yep. He made every decision by plus and minus, pros and cons. So the scale. Everything. He said, I'd, I'd take emotion totally out of it, and I'd just write down. Why am I happy? I guess that's why it's on the hundred dollar bill, right? (laughs) 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 Works for me. Makes sense. Yeah, Yeah. it works for me. So a good way to take emotions out of it, really, just to evaluate where you are really on the scale and look at your victories, look at your losses, and evaluate your losses. Evaluate the victories. Why were you? Why were you victorious? Why were you? Why did you win that time? And then again, why did the more importantly, why did I lose? When I really was eight, when I when I was thirty years old and divorced papers and lost another company and another house foreclosed on, when I really said, "Okay," I looked in the mirror after the thing and I said, "What what did what could I have done different? Where could I have gone? What have could I have done to change that conversation? A big fight with a spouse, fight with the mother, fight with a friend, a coworker. Every time I walk away, I'm emotionally heated. You know, every time I look in the mirror, I go, "I could have done something different." to make that outcome come out a little different. And that, that takes a lot of maturity that I still work on to this day. I'm not, you know, I do get emotional. We're emotional by human beings. And so that self-evaluation really tricks me up and it tells me the negatives and the things that I need to work on. I, I beat myself up almost every time when I realize later that I'm like, I reacted completely out of emotion and out of impulse. And I, I, I hate when I let myself do that. Yeah. Man, you nailed it. And we've talked about it. But when you're evaluating reaction to response... Hit it again. I totally reacted to that. And is react negative? Yes. Response is positive. 
And see, when it, when it comes to my professional life with work, uh, I'm very good about the 24-hour rule. I will not let emotion or impulse factor in. I will stop like 24 hours, clear my head, and then make a decision. And I think that's worked for me very well. When it comes to personal or home life, ding, ding, I ding, never ding, ding, ding. enlist that rule and will always fire off out of uh, out of emotion. It's just so hard to separate those two. When I win a chicken dinner, wait till you have kids, man. <laughs> right. I can imagine it would only get worse. Yeah. Well, and when you have kids and the coach is not playing junior because he's the best and you yep. think and the other one doesn't, I mean, always exercise that 24-hour rule and really try to respond and react because if you go to the doctor and they say, ooh, you're having a reaction to the medicine, that's negative. If you go to the doctor, you say, take these, come back in two days, you go back and your body's responding. That's positive. So it's really important to try to do that and always challenge yourself. When you evaluate, push yourself. Why am I only here? I know I'm happy, but where could I go? But where could I get better? I'm, I'm really down in this area of my evaluation in life between my one to ten. How can I get better? What do I need to give up? What things do I need to add? What education do I give myself? What kind of garbage in, garbage out? Right? What can I? How can I feed my body? And always break, raise your lid. We talk about raising your lid. The flea trainer deal. I actually use that quite a bit. The flea trainer because you put in your flea trainer because in society everybody puts a lid on us. When I was in second grade, Michael, I swear, son, you're as dumb as a box of rocks. That put me outside the box immediately because I had similar read. lids myself. Yeah. All of a sudden, you get in, and you get older. You're, they do personality assessments. Oh, you'd be this kind of person. This will be good for you. You should do this. This is where you need to go. Your parents were this. You need to stay in this, uh, this kind of uh, environment. You need to stay in this kind of culture. Man, who, who, how dare somebody tell you or me what I can or can't do because I can't read or because I've failed, because I've... I've screwed up a relationship. I mean, that, that right there gets under my skin more than anything else. That's why I play a lot of times with a chip on my shoulder because I do self-evaluation. I get mad at myself because I let somebody else tell me what my worth is. That's the power. This is the, this is the deliverable. This is the meat and potatoes. This is what stands up. I can get you fired up all day long on, you know, you know, Mr. You can have everything in life you want if you open up other people to get what they want because it's true. Failure is an event, not a person. It's true. But, okay, why is that? Now when I do fail, Michael, what do what can I do to keep from failing? What can I do to get better? It's the self-evaluation real talk you give yourself. And here's the deal. Hold yourself accountable. Hold yourself to a higher level than everyone else. And here's who, who are you really competing against? Is it the guy in the office? Do you want the guy's job ahead of you? No, you do a better job than you do. Here's my grandfather told me a long time ago. I was 14 years old, and I just fell in love for the very first time. Mm. I was working at the fit. That was it. Was ninety? I'll tell you what year it was. But it was. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, had, I just put my age out there. I was fourteen years old. It was the hottest summer on record in West Texas. We literally fried eggs on the on the blacktop, and Kim Williams comes rolling into the station. Mm. She was sixteen. Kim man. Williams. <laughs> she was right, hot. and yeah. she was riding her horse, and she was brother. She was hot. And all of a sudden, <laughs> I mean, I was I was getting up with my grandfather at four thirty in the morning. I was at the station till seven thirty at night. I was I was I was busting flats. I was changing tires, pumping gas. He even said, "You know what? I'm gonna go ahead and pay you by the hour and post by the day because you're doing so well." Because you know he didn't. I was really shrimp and didn't know if I could handle the big truck truck tires that came in in West Texas. And then I, all of a sudden, I started riding horses with Kim after after work. And then we started riding horses, and then we were talking until 11.30 and 12 at night. So then I started going, getting up at 4.30 and at 5 and 5.30, and I just going down when I was done. Yep. 
and then it would be a big rush. People would come in and they would get their ice and they would drop off their flasks and they would hit the oil field and they would come back at lunch. It'd be another big rush and then it'd be dead. So there'd be some dead time. So I'd bust all the flasks, change the tires because of all the thorns and thorn trees out there. And then here we come. We roll up in about one o'clock and I would always take my nap out there out front, 110 degrees, and I'd just be laying there in the shade. Oof, but I'd yeah. be sitting straight up. And he came and sat by me one day and he said, Son, let me tell you something. You see Jimmy Tucker? I said, Yes, sir. He worked at the other filling station. And back in that day, they would trade product back and forth. He'd come hustling in and get some ice and some tomatoes. And thank you, Mr. Thompson, and take off. He said, Jimmy Tucker's about to get a raise. I said, Oh, really? Cool. How do you know? He said, Because I'm going to give it to him. This is the unwritten rule. If you always surpass your expectation of working, and he told me that, he goes, Always do more, always ask. He just told me, he didn't say get your butt up and go to work, but he, I didn't know until years later what he was talking about. Always ask what you can do. Just take the extra step because nobody's at the extra mile. There's nobody there. Hold yourself accountable. And make sure that you always evaluate yourself and then be a little harder on yourself to yourself. But out front, hold that confidence, head up, and humble. That's all the time we have right now, this episode of the Ziggler Edge. I appreciate you guys stopping by. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Thank you. Always a pleasure. We'll see you next time here on the Ziggler Edge. See ya. RMCN, the digital destination for premium talk radio.